back on the Super Syntax Podcast. Alongside me on my screen right here is DJ. She might be there. Sometimes that's the way that works. But DJ, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you all this morning? Good. And then we've got, as I called him a little while ago, the hairless wonder, Chad Kodak. <laughs> I thought you said beardless. I have ha- some hair, at least not very much. <laughs> Just not as much on your face anymore. I think I think DJ has the best look of the three of us. Well, most, that's you know. that's clear, but that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into some football, guys. Uh, so, week two in Central Texas gave some absolute bangers. Is that the right word? Uh, in terms of the games, much more so than week one. Um, there were some close games, there were some comebacks, there were surprises uh, all over the map. So just reviewing last week's slate of games, what game other than the one that you covered would you have most liked to have been at? Well, I mean, DJ covered the one that I wanted to be at, so I'm the only one that gets gets this answer right. But, you know, Conley La Vega, there's some uh, – there's a lot of rivalry. In fact, I'm not sure there's another game with more rivalry mixed in in our area, given how close those two schools are. Um, and I'm kind of watching the score on that one the whole time, knowing that I'd pick La Vega and maybe uh, differ from one or two of y'all in that pick. Uh, but, you know, the way that turned out and, and uh, just sounds like it was a thriller. I would have loved to have been at it. And plus, you know, Conley, Finally getting that, notching that win over La Vega. I don't know how long it had been. So that would have been a great one. Yeah. DJ? Yeah. Oh, man, that game was fun. I might have gotten a little too caught up in the excitement of that game. (laughs) (laughs) You you were jelly-legged after the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was trying to get down the stands to go interview Coach Garrick, and I I, (laughs) – well, one, there was a ton of people, so I couldn't move. But, like, yeah, I was afraid I was about to fall on my face. Um, (laughs) No, oh my gosh. I think I would have liked to have been at Waco High for that first win. I know I'm going to be there tomorrow mm-hmm. um, for the Granbury game, but like to, to get their first win in like 13, 17, like since 2020, basically, mm-hmm. I think that would have been just a really complete atmosphere, like a really exciting atmosphere you know yeah no doubt doubt. well another one i'll mention i mean to me i think uh dj you were at the game of the week and uh so you know why go anywhere else but um at the same time we did have some great games all over the place i think another one worth mentioning is probably the china spring melissa game which uh you know big time comeback for the Cougars because they were down 20 to nothing early in that game and they just kept sort of like chipping away and chipping away and I'm following that game and ended up writing it up and um and you know came back and completed the comeback and um you know got another huge game from Kyle Barton their running back um DJ you'll see them a second time this week against Mahay on Friday um you know Cougars are looking tough again. So that that was a, a good win for them over a 5A team, for sure. <clears throat> uh, so, 
you know, I want to talk a little bit about the Mark Panthers because I feel like they deserve our attention. <clears throat> they absolutely pummeled Marlin. 41 to six. I mean, none of us really saw that one coming. Um, I think we all ended up going with Mart, but certainly expected a closer game. So I, I heard that Marlon may have had some kids out for this game, uh, but still, that's a pretty big statement win for Mart, uh, which, you know, rolls up statement wins like you know they're breathing oxygen or something but um so <clears throat> you know considering marlin made you know a win away from jerry world last year when you take that into account so is this just kind of another case of of uh mart reloading for another run you know i think um within the context of all of high school football in texas there are teams and programs that can get on a run for part of a year and have a good year and really get your attention. And then there are schools that expect to win every time they step on the field every year. And I think Mart is one of those schools. I mean, they're kind of like, you know, you could put maybe like Austin Westlake in that category and, um, you know, just going around La Vega is in that category. Uh, you know, some, some others in central Texas, um, that, that you could name, but it, it's just, it's just a different atmosphere and feeling among those schools. And, you know, Marlon, Marlon, yeah, they had a, a great year last year, but I think Mart kind of has the kind of flex where they're like, okay, great. We're still Mart and we're still, we still think we can beat you. And they went out and did. And, and it's honestly, I picked Mart. It's, it's maybe the way the game turned out. Isn't that surprising? But I mean, I'm never going to – or it'll be a long time before I forget, like, last year going out to the Mark Chilton game. Chilton was having a heck of a year, and I had made the mistake of, you know, suggesting that Chilton could give Mart a game. <laughs> yeah. And all the Mart people were, like, very frustrated and agitated with me for <laughs> suggesting the mere possibility that Chilton <laughs> might give them a competitive district game. Yeah. You know? That's, that's the aloofness. That comes mm -hmm. with, with being marked. I mean, yeah. and, and not, I'm not saying that they're like cocky and can't back it up. Obviously they can back it up, but. Um, swagger is as swagger does. There you go. DJ, what do you think? I was supposed to cover that game. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I moved. think going, going back to the first question, I would have liked to have covered that game. Mm -hmm. It was my second choice after Conley Vega, but um, I mean, I don't know much about Mart other than the fact that they have a good football team. Yeah, like every time I have to drive through Mart <coughs> when I go visit my family or when I come back from visiting my family, I always have to drive through there, and it's like you see their little sign with all of their state championships. And it's like, it's, it's an expectation now. It's like death taxes in Mart making mm -hmm. state championships, you know? So I think it would have been a really ex exciting game to cover had I been there, um, even though they did beat Marlin. And I do, I mean, talking to Coach Ruben last week, I know he kind of wasn't expecting I wouldn't say he wasn't expecting to win, but I think he kind of was going to that game with the knowledge that it wasn't going to be 
an easy game right. to play. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think you both make some good, really good points. Uh, DJ, the point about, you know, <laughs> you mentioning what else is there in Mart really besides football? I think, I mean, I think people have been saying that in Central Texas for years because if you go into Mart, here you have this town that it's honestly, it's had a lot of economic problems. They have eight jillion potholes in Mart. Um, you know, they need some road work for sure. Uh, and I'm not saying there's not good people in Mart or good business or whatever, but, you know, they they did away with their police force a couple years ago, and now they have to outsource that. But, man, football is like one of those things that they can hold on to as being, you know, theirs and something that to be proud of. I've been rereading Friday Night Lights. Uh, I had finished a book, and – um, I didn't have like a new book to read yet. And so, I mean, I, I kind of always need a book to read. Um, since Chad was going to Permian last week, I just was sort of like in the mood to go back to Friday Night Lights. And it's very much that way in Odessa, you know, here you have this dusty old oil town, but man, they have Permian football. We can, we can hang our hat on that. So I think that's a really good point. They, they are proud of their football in Mark, Texas, And then the point that Chad made about just expecting to win last year, Marlin makes the state semifinals. They might as well, you know, have thrown a parade. You know, it was the first time in 20 years. Now I don't feel like Ruben Torres and his coaching staff are viewing it. Like this is all there is. Uh, But at the same time, that was this historic breakthrough. Meanwhile, Mark making the state semifinals. That's like a disappointment. I mean, that's the, that's the difference in standard uh, between these two programs. And you can only build that over time and a lot, a lot, a lot of winning. And Mart's done that. So. Absolutely. Uh, so, DJ, you mentioned in your Sunday Rewind column that you would be upset if Conley wasn't ranked this week in the state rankings. Uh, after the win over La Vega, and I think that's a fair statement. But our friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, uh, texasfootball.com, they overlooked the cadets again. They're not in the top ten. You saw Conley up close against a really good team. Is this a team that can make it, you know, to December? They've got some – um, things that they got to patch up for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I definitely expect to see them in the playoffs. Um, and like I said, that game, I got caught up in it, which, you know, like La Vega comes out at halftime. It's just bang, bang. Oh, you're going to score on us. We're going to score on you again. Mm-hmm. No, I think there was, there was a, there was, three drives where it was like La Vega goes in real quick scores Conley comes out Jelani McDonald I mean carried the cadets on Friday but he goes in and kind of charges through and gets them back on the board and then La Vega comes out and in like two plays scores again it was like this really incredible pass by Robert Prescott and then just a run into the end zone 
Um, yeah, so it was a tough game for like I was preparing myself to go hunt down Coach Hyde mm-hmm. to try to get him for post game because it was that close. But you know, those that last quarter, it was like something clicked in Connolly and and something kind of switched off in La Vega and um, like the cadets just made it. And so, uh, like I said, there are some things they got to clean up. They got, in my opinion, way too many fouls and penalties specifically Mm -hmm. in the first half. There were some, uh, you know, missed tackles and and obviously Bryson Rowland is an incredible running back and um, got a little banged up there in the second half. And I think that was part of what kind of killed the vibe for the pirates, but, um, you know, they had plenty of people to come in and step in. I, I think if they can just, you know, iron out a few things, they're definitely going to be a team in contention in December. Cool. What do you think, Chad? Yeah. I mean, I was just, uh, as DJ was kind of going through that, I was thinking about, it was the 2019 Connolly team that went undefeated in the regular season and ended up going like 12 and one that year. And, you know, like, I guess Kobe black was an actual little brother, but you have a lot of like little brother types, you know, that, that saw probably guys in their community that were part of that team and saw them get that done. And for them to start to gain some momentum and have had a taste of that, you know, be it, secondhand three years ago, I, I think that probably is a real driving force for them knowing that they can do that. Um, and it has to help their feelings. I don't, this is a weird thing to bring into it maybe, but it has to help their feelings that China spring has gone up to four AD one so that they're maybe kind of the power broker in that district now. Yeah. I mean, obviously you still have Salido to contend with, but mm-hmm. I think, I think you're right. I think, China Spring being so close and coming off a state championship, I think that they, you know, might have looked at them sort of like they have often looked at La Vega as that big brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, DJ mentioned that, you know, it didn't start out so great in that game for Conley, but the way that they came back and beat a team that has, you know, been their nemesis, been kind of the, the, the team that had their number, uh, to me, that's a game that can have lasting benefits down mm-hmm. the road. I mean, that, that's basically mm-hmm. like a playoff-type game. And so that that really should help Conley. Um, in terms of the state rankings, I just pulled them up. And uh, so you've got the likes. At the top of the 4A D2 poll, you have some teams in the state of Texas that everyone knows, like Carthage and West Orange Stark and Cuero and – you know, these type teams that um, if Conley got in a game with them, they're going to be favored and understandably. They, they win a lot. They're always there. Uh, at the bottom of those rankings, though, are some other teams like uh, Belleville and um, Glen Rose and Silsby. Now, Glen Rose beat uh, one of our teams this past week pretty handily, Gatesville. Uh, and all these are good teams. But to me – those are the teams that I, I would maybe take Conley in a game over uh, uh, the likes of a Belleville or a Glen Rose. I mean, talent-wise, they're going to be right there stacking up with them, if not more talented. But, Bryce, you voted in enough polls to know it's hard to knock a team out. 
that wins. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You need some teams at the bottom of those rankings or even at the top of those rankings to lose a game and it basically opens up a spot and mm-hmm. then people are like, okay, who do I put in here? Oh, Conley got a big win over La Vega. Maybe, you know, we mm-hmm. slide those guys in there. So right. <laughs> I think I think eventually these guys are going to be ranked. And as far as making it to December, which obviously was my original question, which, you know, Chad and I have always said, you can get to Thanksgiving week uh, in Texas high school football season, you've done something. And then, I mean, if you get to December, I mean, you've really, I mean, that's the next week, but, um, you know, you've really done something because you're pretty deep into the playoffs at that point. Um, in terms of making it there, part of it is just going to be matchups and how the bracket breaks, you know if they can avoid like a Carthage or somebody in the second round or whatever, you know? So we'll see. I mean, I haven't looked at the bracket, you know, how it might fall, but, <laughs> but uh, certainly Conley is looking up for sure. Um, so let's talk about, you know, something not related to a team more affecting all teams, I guess. Um, we've seen numerous games this year affected uh, by the officials shortage where games have gotten moved to Thursday because there's just not enough refs on Friday. I've heard and seen all kinds of excuses why uh, fewer people are choosing to ref games. Um, everything from um, <clears throat> they don't want to face the mistreatment from fans. You know, that's, that's a common one. I've also heard this lately. I hope this doesn't trigger DJ. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm going to see what your reaction is. Uh, Gen Z isn't interested in working that much. They're not interested in having like a second job, which all of these refs, obviously, it's not their full-time gig. They're not going to make a, you know, a living officiating games. But it's actually nice. It's nice money on the side. It's a nice side hustle. Um, so... What's y'all's reaction, and do you have any theories of your own? Well, you know, I think a lot of people would say, I don't hate myself, or I already hate myself, so why would I want to be a referee? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the real reason why you don't see as many (laughs) Gen Z, you know, reps. It's, we're... We're you, got enough, you got enough problems as it is. <laughs> yes. Look, I'm, I just turned 24 on Saturday. Right. And I am tired. <laughs> and I know that a lot, I might get a lot of like older people that are going to be like, like, you don't know what tired is. Right. Um, but just think about what's happened in the past two quarter of a century yeah, and yeah. in the world in general. And like, the way like that the world has advanced and and so like you don't like want to be out there dealing with people's parents with coaches and and I feel like to be a good referee you have to really enjoy it it's kind of like what we do you know in order to be a really good sports journalist you have to really enjoy it because you know, you get paid enough. You're always busy. Um, you know, people 
always assume things of you that aren't always true mm. and then they don't really care enough to take the time to actually get to know you or ask about the job or like really understand what it takes to work in it and, and I feel like officiating is very much the same I was you know I went to Houston for my birthday to see my family my mm-hmm. baby brother call him baby brother he's 15 he's taller than me now um <laughs> but he had a soccer game because he plays for uh, the dynamo the Dynamo Club team out in, in Lafayette. Nice. Um, yeah, he's the actual athletic one in the family. I got you. Um, but, you know, my dad is very much a sideline coach. And so he kept yelling things at my brother. And then, like, there was this one play where it wasn't even against my brother. It was against one of the other kids. And the ref didn't call it. And my dad was yelling at him. And I just, I'm like, Daddy, stop. Like, <laughs> these people do not want to be here so um yeah I just think that it's something that you really have to be called for yeah and um and yeah it is a nice side hustle but other things take priority and uh do y'all remember know. uh y'all remember Hurricane Harbor or Wet and Wild or whatever it's whatever it's called you know in Dallas Fort Worth or like just a big water park you know Mm-hmm. Like uh, the one, in, the one in Arlington had this slide, and it used to be called Der Stuka. I don't know what it's called now, but it's like five or six stories tall, and you basically like just put your arms across, and you just go straight down for several stories. You know, it's almost okay. like a free. Where, where right? is this analogy going? Well, most people look at that and they go, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, not doing that." Right? <laughs> like it might be fun, but I'm not doing it. You know, I think yeah. that's maybe the way people look at ref, like a refereeing, like. It's probably like really fun and a cool sense of community, but I'm not I'm not getting in line and getting on that slide for sure. I, I think DJ made a, a great word there when she said it, it's a calling. I think you yeah. you do it, it's like the ministry, you know. You kind of right. have to be called to it. Uh, it's a special brand of folks that do officiating, and uh, I think both of y'all make some great points. Um, I. I always feel like, uh, so I just sort of threw that Gen Z thing in there partially because I, I had heard it, but uh, I, I think it's such a cop out a lot of times to just sort of, oh, this this new generation, da, 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 you know, just to make those kind of complaints. It's such like a blanket thing. And we all do it. DJ, you will do it with the younger kids that come up behind you. You'll be like, <laughs> Oh, these young kids, they don't know what they, you know, they don't know how we had it. You know, they didn't live through COVID, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, and all of these are things. I, I mean, uh, so, you know, I, I think the the treatment from fans on officials, I do feel like has gotten worse over the last few years. Um, to me, you almost couldn't pay me enough to ref high school basketball because the fans are right on top of you. It's to me, it's the hardest game to, to officiate because of it's fast. There's collisions, the block charge calls, the hardest call in sports. You can't convince me otherwise. So um, high school basketball fans in Texas are the opposite of like St. Louis Cardinals fans or Nebraska football fans. They're not yes. knowledgeable. Yeah, they're not knowledgeable and they're insane and they don't shut up. And mm-hmm. so why would exactly why would you 
you know, submit yourself to that world. Uh, you know, the money is just not quite good enough. And I, I think, think uh, I think football, though, I will say this football, you are a little more removed from the fans. You're a little further away. And so I think, you know, maybe more people should try it. If you are a football freak and you're really into the rules, you might give officiating a try. We need refs out there. I think I just, that uh, the, um, you know, like college coaches uh, probably have something to gain by maybe on a grassroots level and behind the scenes promoting the idea of certain guys going and being refs and kind of recruiting kind of in the same way that they recruit their own players and recruiting guys and being like, Hey, go be a ref. We need you. We're, we have a shortage of them. And I, I think it might take that kind of prominence to kind of get it done. Yeah. What were you going to say, DJ? Uh, no, I was just remembering something that happened on Friday at the, at the game, literally the last, the last drive that La Vega had. Um, I think it was like the first pass. Robert, I don't know who he was aiming for, but Prescott threw the ball and it hit the official and it bounced off of him. And Bryson Roland was right there to just catch it and go. Um, it wasn't enough, but I just, I don't know. That was just a really funny moment. It was like at the tail end of the game, the ref was just in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. happens too, for sure. Like right, he banged so, off of him, but before it hit the ground, Roland caught it. So it was a complete pass. Yeah. That's that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Uh, so there's a lot of football left to be played. We know this. A lot of football. Uh, but consider this my Deshaun Jackson trash-talking premature celebration moment. So I want to know, are any of you two going to give me a game in these picks that we make? When, coming off a week in which you got like so many like less than a touchdown decided games, you know. Oh, so you're saying I was lucky. You were lucky. I don't think there's any denying that, that you were lucky. Uh, better to be lucky than good. DJ, I'll, I'll let you have this one because I got another analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think y'all already know how I picked mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which the the marker thing, classic, by the way, but uh, really worked out for you with Conley La Vega. Yeah. No, Wait, the I marker, was, I was what is like, the marker thing? So, so tell yeah, everybody. If you didn't read my column. Um, I guess I was out of town. Yeah, I could not, I could not pick between Conley La Vega. Obviously, it would have been the smart thing to pick La Vega, given that they've just come off a win. I mean, but Conley has just come off a win and, you know, they, they just both seem like really good teams. And I was like, I don't really care enough <laughs> to like make a decision. I, I don't know. And that's the way that it is with most of my picks is like, I don't really know a lot of the schools in the area other than the ones that, you know, I've seen um, or heard of. And so I was just like, okay, I don't have a coin. <laughs> I don't have a coin on me, but I've got my markers. And so I just I assigned the blue one to Conley and the red one to La Vega. And I was like, okay, if the cap lands facing me, that's the one I'll pick. And so I closed my eyes, I flipped them, they fell on the ground, and the blue one was facing me and the red one was sideways. 
So I was like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to go with Connor. <laughs> and well, then during the game, La Vega was winning and I was like, I, I should have I maybe picked La Vega. <laughs> but Cadets pulled it off in the end. I got lucky as well the week before with Robinson yeah. pulling through. And that was more just y'all didn't pick Robinson. And so I picked, like, a lot of the times I just feel bad that nobody picks a team and so I just pick it. <laughs> Give them the pity vote, the pity vote, yeah. Uh, I mean, that might yeah, But you, yeah. did, you did mention, so what I, I call the picks where uh, only one of us pick a game. I call those out-on-a-limb picks, all right? And mm-hmm. you did get an out-on-a-limb pick that you mentioned you just had a gut feeling about, it, and that was Moody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that I don't know what it was. It was just like, um, just felt I, good about I did that capsule and I talked to coach, and and so that you know, he seemed pretty hopeful for the season. And, and obviously, that first game didn't go so well for him, but I know that when I was going through the boxes and I was like, oh, they didn't pick Moody, but I kind of, I kind of have a feeling Moody, Moody's got something going this season. Mm. It might not, you know, they might not be the team that everybody expects. So I just, I don't know. I kind of just had a feeling. I think in hindsight, that was a very astute pick. And by the way, pro move here. Let me, let me give you, teach you something. When you do pick a team, just act like you knew exactly, you know, <laughs> you had some sort of inside knowledge. That's, that's the pro move. But uh, I will say Did that one count in that hindsight Thursday, right? Yeah, that one was Thursday. In hindsight, uh, Moody has beaten Heiko in several recent years, even when they haven't been that good. So maybe we should have all picked Moody. Obviously, we should have all picked Moody, but DJ had that one uh, on on the money. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm talking trash now because I know things can Wait, change. wait, yeah, wait. Okay. What's but- your analogy? Okay, so like I don't know. Got about I don't know four if y'all minutes. play app game, huh? I said you got about four minutes. Okay, I'll make it fast. Y'all, I don't know if y'all play app games or not, but I play Real Racing Three a lot in my idle time. You know, it's got like a, a lot of cool cars on it and cool tracks like uh, Daytona and Indianapolis Motor Speedway and okay. Circuit of the Americas, right? But sometimes you have like a really good car and you're like early on in like a certain like series, right? So yeah, your car is way better than the other cars. So you just have to find a way to make it entertaining, like, you know, stall out for a few minutes and let the car, other cars get way ahead. And then it becomes sort of entertaining. That's kind of where I feel like we are right now. Like Uh, I let you get out in front so I can chase a little bit and kind of keep me sharp for the rest of the season. Okay. I like it. You're (laughs) flipping the trash talk. I I like it. I like it. Uh, Well, you know, and I will say, uh, Sometimes where when you pick, if it's after the other two, that can um, can be kind of an advantage. As DJ said, sometimes she'll take a pick just because the other two of us went the other way. <clears throat> but at any rate, um, it should be fun. It should be fun uh, picking these games. And look- by the way, I like the way on our spreadsheet. I think Wynn has done this for us. If we all pick a game right at the end on the far right, it says group success. Yes. Exclamation point. And then it, and there's also <laughs> group failure. <laughs> 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 when we all three get it wrong. Yes. Uh, yeah. I like that. I like that. And if you want to uh, 
see, let's see here. Um, in the group success or whatever, um, where, where we all three picked a game last week in those type games, we were 23 and four. So we're not doing too shabby as a collective as a group. Yeah. Yeah. But those, those are like slam dunks, right? Yeah. Those are usually the slam dunks, but obviously yeah. we missed four of them. So, well, I, we, Coram Deo tripped us up. Yeah. Yeah. Live Oak, man. That was a, was a surprising loss. Anyway, yeah. we'll be back at the games this week and uh, look forward to talking some more football. Appreciate y'all. Cool.